0: Welcome to the I Have Some Notes side notes podcast I Have Some Notes is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB My name is Colin McIntyre I am Greg Beaver I'm Scotty Bourgeois And I'm Herman Vajegas Hey, we got Herman Vajegas from the Modern Manhood podcast Herman, welcome Thanks. Welcome to uh, I Have Some Notes Studios. I appreciate it. This yeah, is, yeah. This
1: is nice. <laughs> yeah, so,
0: uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, so, um, Side Notes is where we kind of talk about some different movie type things. Uh, we're not going to talk about what we've seen lately. Which is what uh, we usually do. Yeah, we talk about just kind of what, like, movies and TV shows and stuff we're watching. Uh, we're actually going to break this up into two different chunks. Uh, first of all, we're going to talk about kind of uh, uh, all the, kind of the news out of Hollywood these days with uh, um, just, uh, it seems like there's cracks cracks forming in in the Hollywood uh, machine, Uh, rightfully so, because a lot of them are built on just terrible, terrible things. We're going to talk about that. Uh, But then we're also going to talk to uh, Herman about um, just some questions about masculinity in movies in general. Um, So we'll get to that in a bit. So, um, yeah, first let's talk about, um, so uh, no one's watching Kevin
2: Spacey things anymore. No, No, I want to read you guys a quick list, Uh, a a, a list of people (coughs) who have been accused of, Uh, sexual assault uh, since Harvey Weinstein was accused. So we have Roy Price, who's the head of Amazon Studios. Uh, Chris Savino, showrunner of something called The Loud House. James Toback, who's a writer-director. Rick Nigeria, who's a director of CBS's diversity sketch comedy show. So, ouch. Uh, Ken Baker, who's an E! News correspondent. Kevin Spacey, of course. Andy Dick. Not that surprising. Brett Ratner. um, Again, that's not necessarily a big surprise either. Um, Ed Westwick, who is an actor on Gossip Girl. Louis C.K., which was a real big bummer. Um, Andrew Kreisberg, who is the executive producer on Arrow, Supergirl, and The Flash. Um, Eddie uh, Berganza, who is the editor of DC Comics. And former comedian Al Franken, which was also a pretty big bother. Senator Al Franken too Senator, a, yeah. he, he was
0: actually just recently in the news because he was the one grilling Facebook and Google and Twitter on their
2: uh, well um, taking money from Russian things for ads and stuff yeah. so. so so here's my first question for you Herman what the fuck
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> it's interesting because it's like um, you hear all these things and they're very they're just related to power really it's it, I and I truly believe this I think that um the the way that society has created this kind of power structure. And this power structure has always been uh white males, not even straight white males, being at the top of the power structure. Yeah. That creates a lot of problems going on all the way to the bottom. So every like, single one
2: of these was a white male by the way that I yeah, just read off.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's not surprising. And you'll and even like you see people like uh like Terry Cruz who who said who know who claimed that he was uh he was abused too, he, um, yeah. and he named his abuser. And like, he's a strong <laughs> black male, and yeah. uh, that's you'll see it, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. It sure flies in the face of like anyone who's sort of affected by things is in some way weak, yeah, or, or whatever, you know. It's really interesting
1: because he like have you have you listened to him speak about that? No, no, I just sort of read about it. He he was talking about how, and it was very it was very eye opening how he said. Um, that it was a very, uh, like he could he could have killed that person. He really could have, <laughs> but because of the nature of the power structure that he was in, he was intimidated, yeah. and he felt like and I and that's and I think that was a great parallel to how all these people felt intimidated. And you know the the question is like why why couldn't you just walk away or why couldn't you just say something? I'm like because there's this there's this intimidation pact that yeah no one really like there's a lot of things going
2: on in in like i mean this is your career yeah, yeah you know and, exactly. and 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 there's there's a lot of things you're probably calculating in in a, in that type of situation and you know and if you're facing a powerful producer who has the the power to start or end your career mm-hmm. um you know you're i think you're you're probably your first instinct uh, rightly or wrongly is to try and um give it a pass in some way or whatever you know, unfortunately, like, and I understand that because, like, I think we've all been in in some in some way, you know, in our in our lives, we've probably you know uh, given something a pass because it you know it benefits you or 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 it helps you in some way or something like that, and it, usually it's something minor, yeah, you know. But we're not, you know, most of us aren't faced with that kind of decision where we're up against you know a very powerful man who's trying to make sexual advances.
3: and power's not as as this definitely underscores is not necessarily physical either like you can be you can be a powerful intimidating person and be us be small or be yeah. a woman mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in some cases yeah. and it's not necessarily just that you know so and so is big and strong enough to overpower you they can they can overpower you with the strength of Society behind them. Sorry, I knocked your computer. Down. <laughs> With the strength of society behind them, or the strength of their industry behind them, yeah. like there's there's more strength than just physical strength. Yeah, that absolutely. can be abused.
1: Yeah, and it's great, and I'm, <clears throat> I'm all for it. I'm all for the reckoning. Is what I like call it. Um, just because it's it's it give, it's giving us light to these to these toxic elements that were there for a long time like no one like no one is surprised that this happened in Hollywood like no one was like absolutely shocked they're just shocked about the people that were involved but like but when you say like Hollywood has a sexual abuse problem and everyone's like yeah duh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 to me that's the yeah, that's that's the interesting part is that again, no one's shocked about this because I think if you would have said like, yeah, this stuff happens, you'd be like, Well, of course it does, right? But then mm-hmm. when you start throwing out the names and people are like, Oh, hey, I'm surprised that person's involved but it's like but if like if if the whole if that whole you know, if that whole industry has this whole culture behind it and it goes back to kind of like, you know, why you would accept it, it's because well it's normal, right? Yeah. For, yeah. But it's
3: not just Hollywood. Society yeah, sure. has Yeah. Uh, has a sexual assault problem. Yeah, no, for sure. Hollywood is is just a symptom mm-hmm. of the larger society. And that's something that people, I think, are kind of losing sight on by focusing on Hollywood because it's the same in the business world. Yeah. It's the same in politics. It's the same in the sports world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you you need to understand that men in positions of power, it doesn't matter the industry, have and are and will abuse that power to their... To their benefit
2: yeah and it's the frequency which to which it's like i think we all knew that you know it was happening but the frequency at which it was happening it, it was something that i think probably shocks and alarms a lot of people and yeah. probably wakes a lot of people up i remember um years ago um when uh, you know talking to some of my women friends about street harassment and just learning and understanding how often it happens. And, you know, I've been in situations on the street where, you know, I, you know, a stranger is yelled at me and it's scary. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. like it. And it's only happened to me like a handful of times, but I can like, I can't imagine what it would be like for that to happen every fucking day. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and to learn that, you know, sexual abuse is happening at that, rate and level in in, in uh, certain industries is just uh terrifying
1: i think it's also um interesting because I, I like what you said about there's these different things that like and these are p- places of abuse that have happened before um i'm thinking of things like the penn state thing with jerry sandusky i'm thinking of the catholic church um but it's interesting that those things we could, like, I'm not a Penn State football fan, so that doesn't really affect me as much. But I'm like, oh, I can, like, scold in it from the outside. And I'm like, I'm not Catholic. I can scold on this from the outside. But everybody loves movies. So it's like, yeah. now it's, oh, that's affecting me. Oh, and it's affecting a comedian that I love. Like, yeah. oh, it's Lucy kale Like, yeah, I watch House of Cards. Like, this affects me as, like, at a point, like, well, what's going to happen with House of Cards? I don't know what's going to, like, it's it comes to a point where it starts affecting the people that you really care about. And you really think that, Oh, these people are my heroes or these people I really look up to. And it's, I think it's good because they were coming to a point where like, is anybody really like, like the ideal of what we should be? I don't think anybody should be that place and that, in that, in that huge pedestal, but yeah, um, it's good. It's opening up like an interesting kind of worms and I like it.
3: <laughs> well, and I, I think one of the reasons why Hollywood is in the spotlight at the moment is because, um, a, lot of, a lot of the actresses who have come forward, especially, have that recognition and have that platform, which gives them uh, a soapbox to stand on that people are going to pay attention to. Yeah. Whereas random middle management businesswoman or yeah. uh, a White House staffer or um, someone who works in the equipment room at a football stadium... Who are they? No one yeah. know, no one knows and no yeah. one's going to pay as much attention. But when Jennifer Lawrence gets up and exactly. says, look, I had to
0: basically and that's, almost naked no, 16.
3: Yeah, and that's yeah. – on the one hand, that's a good thing because it's drawing attention to the problem. Yep. But on the other hand, it's kind of sad that it takes someone famous yeah. to have the, the guts to stand up and say something for people to finally take notice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why all the dominoes are falling in Hollywood right now is because it's such – there's so many famous people involved yeah. that it draws yeah. a lot of attention. Every time
2: a new person is accused, it just ramps the whole thing right up Exactly.
3: Yeah,
1: totally, yeah. totally, totally.
2: Yeah. I mean, hopefully, you know, as these accusations keep coming and, you know, you know, we can it sort it feels like rip- it's like never ending, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it feels like, like hopefully we can sort of ride this wave to, uh, you know, some progress. hmm
1: mm-hmm, hmm mm-hmm. Well, wasn't
0: there a story recently where, because Brett... Ratner's production company was involved in Wonder Woman, apparently, and Galgoss basically says he either he's his outfit is out or I'm not doing Wonder Woman too. Yes, was that not a story? Yeah. Yes, I think yes. there was even yes. something where it actually like, and he actually, already, it's already happened where, like, okay, yeah, no, nope, he's not already yeah. gonna be involved. And because, it's
1: interesting too because yeah. a lot of those things, like, you know, Harvey Weinstein was kicked out of the. The that the academy basically, yeah. um, and all these people are like like distancing themselves from like Netflix kicked out Kevin Spacey, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> we shouldn't be praising these people. Like these people would have known these things well, for they a probably long did time. Know. Yeah, yeah. And like and like the academy for instance still has people like Bill Cosby in it. Still has people like yeah. Like Bill Woody Allen still in it. the academy? I think so. That's what oh. I heard. <laughs> um, I could be wrong though. Um, but at the same time, I'm like. I, I, these things are, they're doing it because it's safe now. Yeah. Like Gal Gadot could have not have done that 10 years ago. Oh, yeah.
3: f- three years ago. If Gal, yeah, Gal Gadot yeah, exactly. had, yeah. had said, I'm not doing Wonder Woman 2 unless Brett Ratner is out. Guess what? We've recast yeah, Wonder exactly. Woman. Yeah, exactly.
0: Who's, who's to
1: exactly. be the next Hollywood yeah. to be Wonder Woman sort of thing. Exactly. And if, and yeah. there would have been uh, like accusations of Brett Ratner and they would have been just like on the skim, on the surface. It'd be like, oh, well, Brett Ratner did this things. And then all of a sudden another story, uh, Gal Gadot got recasted, and the new Wonder Woman too, And that would have been it. That yeah. would have been the story.
0: Yeah. And it might have even been like, even a couple of years ago, just been like, like oh, yeah, these womanizer. We're just kind of like, you know, like tongue in cheek sort of thing, right? Like it wouldn't be like, a, oh, wait a second. No, this is bad behavior and illegal. So it's not yeah.
3: locker room talk. Yeah, it's not yeah. locker room talk. Yeah. Exactly.
2: For sure. Oh, man. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> OK, well, there's basically no way to. Appropriately segue from this into our our sponsor, but (laughs) Colin, can you tell our audience about our very fine sponsor? Uh, Sure. So if
0: you're you're looking uh, to start uh, or building your own business, the uh, Alberta uh, Treasury Bands ATB, they've got a wonderful thing actually not far from uh, where we're recording right now called the ATB Entrepreneur Center great place to go um they've uh, you can uh they can help with your bank it would also offer you workshops and networking opportunities they're doing events there all the time um or there's even like things i've seen where um because i subscribe to this newsletter you can like they have like coffees with the atb's uh like chief economist and that sort of stuff so really cool stuff uh go check them out uh visit atb.com cool
2: do we yeah. want to take a break or is it just like go uh, right we can just the we questions. can we
0: can just jump into it Let's was, do it. Let's just jump into it. So these are so um, um, so. Maybe Herman, just before we um, we I pepper you with these questions. Yeah. For those who have not uh, listened to your <clears throat> to your podcast, give them, give people just a brief little summary of, of uh, modern manhood.
1: Podcast. Sure, sure. The so podcast um, a part of the
2: Alberta Podcast
0: Yeah, right? yeah, uh, yeah also, also part of the yeah,
1: exactly. absolutely. And it's um I love being part of the network because I get to hang out with people like you guys. So it's it's fun. Modern manhood is an exploration of masculinity in the modern world. So um the basic. Just the basic premise of the podcast is to um, explore different facets of masculinity and talking to different guys and have them explore through conversations and through information sessions um, through the podcast. It's basically if you want to know more about how guys perceive masculinity and how society perceives masculinity. Then that's what modern manhood's about. Cool. Very yeah. cool.
2: Very very cool. I've listened to the show a few times. It's it's uh, it's great. I uh, I really enjoy it. Thanks. So, yeah.
1: Thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm glad that a lot of people are listening to it. I'm glad that um it's a it's a show that it's not just for guys. I I know a lot. Of, I get that a lot. Um, but a lot of women listen to it, so it's that's cool too.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so um, so in movies, Herman. Yes. There, there's a lot of masculinity in Hermans, <laughs> particularly in uh, in an uh, episode we're going to do very uh, very very soon, Top Gun anyway um so and so 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 there's questions as to how kind of that plays a role into masculinity so like um do you think that you know action movies and you know action and bro movies contribute to this cult to a culture of of kind of toxic masculinity that 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 we see or kind of what we've identified as like toxic masculinity
1: yeah for sure and i and i i want to clarify something And and this is something that's um pervasive especially around if you talk about like Pop culture gender theory, and I think it's like pop culture or feminism or pop culture. Yeah. Um any type of you any type of thing you see, you hear the words talks to masculinity, people either like are like totally for it or they're like turn against it. So I wanted yeah. to define this something sure. a little bit before we start. So talks to masculinity, um, it's a critique of masculinity. It's okay. It's really what it is. Um it's it's not a definition of what masculinity should be, mm-hmm. or what I see it anyways. I think it's a it's taking a look at traditional masculinity and saying, what are the things? What are the the facets of it that that we kind of push up and that's toxic towards society in general? Okay. Um, because a lot of people look at toxic masculinity and say, we say, oh, they're saying that masculinity is toxic." I yeah. personally don't believe that. I think yeah. that there is there's facets of masculinity that are um, that are important and are also um, that provide a good basis for society. But I think. There's a lot of deconstruction that needs to be had. Okay. So, there, what I, what I, when I talk about toxic masculinity, it talks a lot more about traditional Western, traditional masculinity. Okay. So that, in that case, means um, North American English masculinity, and I think a lot of these movies parade into that kind of part right. of masculinity, and in, in part of it. So, yeah. when we talk about those movies specifically, I think when, when people hear about toxic masculinity in regards to movies they think of movies like oh, Fast and the Furious um, the Fast and Furious franchise like Mission Impossible they'll think of um, movies the, like The, the Expendables, Expendables yeah. yeah The Expendables is like the classic I think it's like more of a satire than anything else <laughs> I look at it it's like this is like Masculinity I feel like that's satire.
2: Expendables like far too much.
1: <laughs>
0: Maybe
2: <Yeah>. it is. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's funny because I look at those movies, and I think a lot of people look at those movies and they go, "Like this is almost comedic because it's yeah." Like, I love Fast and the Furious. I think it's it's a like, it's a great action movie, but it's also really funny, and it's also really like, but it's I'm not taking that movie seriously. No, no. <laughs> and I I don't think anyone should take that movie seriously. Um, and I think I don't really think it takes itself seriously. Um, but at the same time, I th- I worry about movies that take themselves seriously and they try to add into to masculinity. Okay. I'm talking movies like and I'm and I'm uh, I think I'm flailing on movies that I that I really like specifically. Like I think of movies like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It's a great movie. I love that movie. Um Scott Pilgrim is a terrible person. <laughs> he is terrible to his ex-girlfriends. He is terrible to Ramona. And he solves his problems by fighting people. Yeah. Um, and in the end, and it doesn't get really played out as much in the movie as it does in the comic books. Um, and I wish it did. But in the end, really, Scott really had to focus more on himself and be more forgiving to his, to his ex-girlfriends and to the people that he hurt. Uh, so then he can move on. And him fighting towards these ex girlfriends f- to gain the love of Ramona is like it's a weird thing, and I think a lot of people loved Scott Pilgrim because of that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they saw like the the true, real theory of the at the end of it. And I, I don't think the movie really played it out that well. Right. But I think the comic book did. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he kind of
2: the movie ends in a weird way because he he fights like a ghost of himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then they just
1: end up talking to each other, and they just really like yeah, and they other. end up being pals. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's
2: it's yeah, it's kind of anticlimactic.
1: It is, and it, and it, and I wish that was played up a little bit more because it was really quick where he's like apologized to Kim and apologized to yeah. Ramona and apologized yeah. to all like to Knives like he was terrible to Knives, shout. like he cheated on Knives and he didn't really like. Get and he, didn't want, he didn't really want
2: to be with her in the first place. Exactly, yeah. and
1: that's that's in its sense that is toxic masculinity. You're not vulnerable to yourself. You're yeah. not vulnerable to um, the women that are around you. Not only that, you're you're solving your problems through violence, and you're solving your problems thinking that this is right. And these are the movies that we prop up. Sorry, no worries. Um, I also think of movies like Five Hundred Days of Summer, which is the Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay, movie yeah, yet, yeah, um, with Zoe Deschanel. Um, and in that movie, we look at Zoe and we see her as a, like, like the, the manic pixie dream girl. Like she's she's that girl. But in the end, like, I feel like we end up, um, I don't know if we, we like her, we don't like her. Like at the end of it, when I watched it the first time, I didn't really like Zoe's character. I didn't like, I think she was a jerk to him. Mm -hmm. But then when I re like examined it, I'm like. Oh man, he was actually the jerk. He couldn't really deal with like the breakup. He like like Zoe Schell's character, Summer, um, kept telling him like like Listen, I'm not here for a big time relationship." He kept repeating it to him, and he just couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. And it was in the end where he had to really define himself for him to move on. But then what does he do? He moves on to another girl. Like he doesn't really work on himself so much. And then when he does work on himself. He just ends up with the un, with, at the end with another girl, right? Right.
2: Yeah. So he's potentially learned nothing, but
1: yeah. his life goes on. Yeah. And even Joseph Gordon Levitt has said, like, he him in that movie, he's an ass. He's an asshole in that movie. <laughs> yeah. He's like see him as an asshole in that movie because he is. Um, and not only that, he deals with like his depression and his breakups with like throwing plates, and like <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's a weird. He's he's just a weird character but in the but those are the movies i'm more worried about to be honest right. than things like the Expendables or things of fast yeah. Furious. So people see that as like this is a joke yeah but when it's you a popcorn see these, movie yeah yeah when you see these movies that are supposed to be taken seriously it's supposed to be these aspects of masculinity that we're supposed okay. to work with that's <laughs> that's hard for me okay yeah so you feel like uh
2: movies are not doing a great job of, of uh showing men how to properly work through their problems and yeah. And things like that.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because it doesn't really make a great movie when someone's like, all oh, like, I am well adjusted. I can deal with my problems. Like, that. that's not a really good movie. <laughs>
2: yeah. There's, a, there's an awful lot of movies that are, are surrounded by um, the idea of destiny with, with men. In particular, that, you know, we're destined for greatness and it will be bestowed upon us at some point in our life. And that becomes a kind of a toxic thing as well. I just watched Snowpiercer recently, which is actually sort of a similar thing, where it's just like um, he's the Chris, uh, which Evans, Chris Evans, Chris Evans, not Hemsworth. Evans One of the, <laughs> the, the Chris. Let's, let's go, on my my like, Chris Rolodex here. His his. Uh, sorry if you – this will be spoilers for Snowpiercer. Oh, I spoiled it, like a couple of movies. <laughs> sorry. If – uh, you know, he's he's destined to become the leader of the train. Like that's the whole – his sort of like arc that he has to become the leader. And like uh, – and I, I was thinking about when I'm watching this movie, I was like there's no re- – there's not a lot of movies that that where the woman has a sort of like a destiny type. Part no. where like where you're 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 destined for greatness, you know.
3: Well, that's because the woman is usually the prize for the man Correct, in yeah. the movie.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That's what it is. It's but they're even, either a foil or the prize. Yeah. But
2: even the, like this idea that like, you know, it's something something's going to be given to us as men at some point. Like that idea is pervasive in a lot of media and culture. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that that's I think is what leads to um the you know, uh, these men feeling like they're being left out or or left behind. Or they somehow. feel like they're owed something. Right? Yeah, because yeah. they've grown up being taught, like, at some point you're going to be really successful mm-hmm. or or at some point, you know, you'll reach your destiny, so to speak.
1: Yeah, and usually it's interesting because that destiny usually involves either women or money. Um, or power. Or power, which involves, involves comes with money. Like, I... I'm doing this. I'm doing this talk in about three days from now about healthy masculinity, and, and one of the one of the research says it was specifically with boys that they could, do get involved, and in the reason one of the reasons why they tend to drop out of school is because they get involved with consumerism, um, and then I tie those the that concept with a clip from The Wolf of Wall Street and a clip from Boiler Room and a clip from Wall Street. Like obviously these movies are involved um, with money and greed, but I mean it's mostly guys that see this and mostly guys that are in it. And a lot of them are like, do you want to be this higher end of person? Well, do you want this Ferrari? Do you want this huge house? Do you want the woman? Then this is what you need to do. And it's, uh, it's interesting how we're developing those kind of values. And I think that's, um, I I mean, things are changing. I mean, like I'm so glad that that movie like Moonlight won Mm -hmm. the best picture um, last year. Uh, over Lawline, La which is interesting because it's those two parallels of movies are, are really <laughs> way out there. Um, <clears throat> but Moonlight was really interesting because, specifically, when when we talk about violence, um, you guys have you guys seen Moonlight? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've um, not seen Moonlight. No. So there's a scene in Moonlight that is a it's a very great releve- revelation for the main character that he is uh, opening up his own sexuality. But right after that. Um, there's a scene where he confronts his bully and he like beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Like completely beats the shit out of him. And what happens to him? He goes to jail. Like that was his consequence. Mm-hmm. Usually in movies when you solve things through violence and you we, we cheer for that person to beat up that bully, there's no consequence at the end. There's usually like people like clapping. Yeah. You're rewarded for, you for yeah. standing yeah. up sometimes, for yeah, like, Sometimes get...
2: that's the path to victory.
1: Exactly, exactly. And in that movie it wasn't. It was actually just a kick, a more kick to the ground for him. Yeah. Um, so I, I love Moonlight for that reason. It doesn't, doesn't like hide away from that fact. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The violence may have been cathartic, but it wasn't necessarily the right thing to exactly, do. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and I mean, like, for Chiron specifically, he was dealing with a lot more problems as well, too. You know, he was dealing with a low-income low, low income place and in a place where um was very homophobic and was dealing with drugs. So he had a lot of bad things going for him. Um, but it was great to, sh- to see that, to see that part of, like, that consequence at the
0: end of it. So what do you think, what kind of effect do you think that it has on, you know, particularly on, on, on men and young men um, when, kind of when they see, like, you know, when they see, like, you know, violence as, as a tool to used to solve their problems? Because there's... Um, um, you know, seven of the top nine grossing films of all time actually have that. They actually have a male who uses violence to solve the problem, gain the victory. Yeah. So,
1: what effect do you think that has on you know on, on men, particularly young men, when they you know when they see that? Well, you know, in involve around in traditional masculinity, it's a it's a very violent area that we get into, specifically around um, Western traditional masculinity. There's, if you look at, for instance, um, the statistics in victims of homicide. Uh, or people that have being accused of homicide it is like four to one guys to girls yeah like in all every single year yeah um and usually the perpetrator is a guy <laughs> uh, another guy or somebody that they know and it's really it's 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 sad because I get to see I get to personally see a lot of a lot of boys and a lot of guys um, in my in my normal professional life um, that have dealt with their problems through violence and and like I said, like they, they don't understand what the consequences are. They get that cathartic moment. They get that moment where they can right. be the hero, quote-unquote hero, um, but they're not, they don't understand that, well, that also leads you in jail. Yeah. Well, that also leads you to a life of um, trying to deal with your conflicts through an aggressive side. You know, I teach always teach about assertiveness and always trying to teach a way of trying to get those two things to Just try just try to be more assertive in the way you deal with conflict. But these movies are just saying like the only way to deal with conflict is through violence. Yeah. Yeah. And that just creates a more violent world. Yeah. In general. Yeah, I guess how like how do you reconcile that? I mean, like
2: violence is a, like a big part of the human experience and, and we yep. we like violence. Historically, we've always really enjoyed watching violence. Well, yeah. You know, and uh you know, so how do you I guess being that this is, I have some notes. How do we fix this particular <laughs> problem? Like, do you, do, do you drop the amount of violence in movies? Do you uh, do you create more realistic circumstances uh, surrounding yeah. the violence? Like,
1: I what- think that's the case. I think creating, like, you're right. We do love violence. It's like, we have things like MMA. Like, we have things like yeah. boxing. Like, hockey has fighting. Like, yeah. we have viral violence sports we love. Like, and this goes back to generations and generations. Um, but I think especially through media and especially through art, like we have to show the realistic side of it. And like and that's why I talk about things like Moonlight, because um, they do show a realistic side of what it is to be violent and what it is to show um, what, how you solve your problems through violence actually has a different recourse to it, too.
2: How do you do that in something like, a, a, you know, a popcorn affair, like a, like mm-hmm. an Avengers type movie? Where yeah. you know where the, you know this is like a, like the whole the whole point of a superhero movie is that they are they are dealing out vigilante justice yeah and like yeah how, like I can't I can't think in my head like how I would how mm. I would write something that would that would show realistic consequences to violence well you know like in a like, in a popcorn affair like that and like
1: it, the and this is a terrible movie but <laughs> like Batman vs Superman kind of tried to try that like Man of Steel. Like in the end of Man of Steel, it was a, like a lot of violence to try to, to try to stop that character. Yeah. Sure. So, but then it showed like what is the consequence of him doing that? Was destroying all these other people. So it was kind of like that that consequence. And I think.
2: Yeah, and spoiler I, alert:
1: Superman dies. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's don't a, go see that movie. It sucks. It's <laughs> terrible. Don't go see it. It's a waste of three hours. Don't do it. Um, but at the same time, I mean, if. I applaud them for trying that. You know what I mean? It's like, well, we gotta we gotta find like the different tunes of it. I, I don't think we can deal with like people as collateral damage, like a lot of these superhero movies end up doing. Like I'm thinking of like Age of Ultron, where I you know they're lifting that 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 uh, that town. I forget mm-hmm. what it's called? Sokovia. Um, Sokovia, yeah. And they're like, well, these people are gonna die. I'm like, yes, that's that's a little bit more of a nuanced version of it, and trying to figure out. I guess the fairness to the Avengers
2: series, like, they did try, I guess, to deal with it because, of, like, the 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 consequences of the Sokovia thing in Age of Ultron plays a big war. part in, this, in Civil War. Correct. Right. But then, of course, they have... they punch each other to yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. they're just, they're just have a big old big old fight anyway it does, so. like, it does seem to like tacitly sort of like yeah. say like oh here's the yeah. consequences to violence but also more violence there well
0: then the whole the whole point the whole point of, 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 of superhero movies and just you know the, the superhero comics in general is just it's you're fighting a bad guy you're always fighting a bad guy even yeah. even and even when you have like these crossovers right even in comics it's like Avengers versus X-Men well the whole point is to see what happens when, when Wolverine fights uh, yeah. Hawkeye and stuff like that like it's that's you know they're, they're grounded in that right? yeah yeah I think, so, like
2: the best thing I can the best show I can think of that that um, deals with um, violence in in sort of a, a positive way is like Star Trek typically you know especially in the next generation where you know the characters have such a high bar for for ethics that they will you know they they won't resort to violence unless it's absolutely positively necessary.
3: right you know? which is why the Star Trek the Next Generation movies, are so bad. Yeah, because because the, the first like thing they do is movie. whip out a gun and start shooting everything. Yeah, mm-hmm,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like Picard is like completely out of character. Except Maybe not generations, but certainly the three afterwards. He's like, yeah, he he punches his way uh, to victory in all four of them, mm-hmm. which is frustrating from a Star Trek fan perspective.
1: Right, right, and it's interesting because um, I'm thinking of like the the most. Masculine movie that I can think of, and most people like when when you talk about masculinity, they they go back to this movie is Fight Club, um, and Fight Club to me is a really interesting example of what masculinity is about because, um, I think people lose what what Fight Club is about because they they think that they are like we gotta go back to our primitive selves and that means being violent to each other and blah 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 blah, um, but in the end, Fight Club is a huge critique of that.
2: Yeah, it's yeah.
1: a in the end, it's like. What if we take that measure and just expand it, expand it, expand it until it becomes um, chaos? Yeah. yeah. And, and in the end, like, he shoots himself. People,
3: yeah, people tend to lose sight of the fact that Tyler Durden is the villain of yes, Fight Club. Absolutely. And Edward Norton kills him in the end yeah. because of how terrible he
1: is. Yeah. And Chuck Palahniuk, even, like, in that book, he created that universe so he could say, this is a critique of what happens when men are given to their violent id. And just seeing what happens, and it just and it just grows and grows and grows and grows, and and to a, the primitive self. But I'm, even people look at Fight Club and be like, "Well, I want to be like Brad Pitt, like Charlie, and like just beating each other up. That'd be really cool." Yeah. But I'm like, "No, that's no, that's not the point of the <laughs> that's, movie." That's, you're it's, you're it's, missing it's, the it, point. It's a terrible this, thing. This happens
2: <laughs> an awful lot in movies where where you know the the villain is 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 just so cool, <laughs> you know, and and, yeah. and that I think it does sort of send a little bit of a, a mixed message. Um, and in a way, like, you, it's kind of, like, contrary to, like, how you have to build a movie. Because, like, usually, especially in, like, an action movie, like, your villain has to be interesting because that's what makes it interesting when he's defeated kind of thing, right? Like, you got to make him yeah. appealing to the audience. He's probably your most important character, especially in an action yeah. movie, right? So it's 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 funny how that works out because mm. you're kind of, like, glorifying, you know, the, the villain in a lot of ways, but also trying to say what he's doing is wrong not, he's super don't, cool about don't it. Yeah. do it he's, yeah. he's awesome it. Right. But, yeah for sure oh I think we gotta wrap it up Colin I think
0: we do um, uh, Herman thanks for joining us on the side notes
1: thanks I appreciate you guys uh,
0: if you want to uh, follow along uh, with uh, I have some notes you can follow us on Twitter Facebook and Instagram uh, and you should follow us there because uh, we let you know what movies uh, are coming up we we'll also just kind of talk about different things so be sure to follow us there and leave a comment we're about telling, anything about anything yeah you have your own notes you can leave you can leave them um on the next full episode of i have some notes we are doing speaking of masculinity this is it's literally dripping with masculinity and sweat uh, we're doing the hold on i actually wrote this down the action military romantic drama facepalm top gun we're going into the danger zone. We're going into the danger zone multiple times. I might add. Yeah, I kept a tally of how long that, often that song was played. <laughs> uh, that's coming uh, up next, and I have some notes.
2: Yeah, we got to talk about uh, uh, the Alberta Podcast Network once again, and oh, yeah. uh, and since we've got Herman here, we're going to talk about his podcast, which is also a member of uh, the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV. And, and I guess you're already through your plug, but we'll just uh, why don't you just tell us about um, uh, where they can find you? And, sure.
1: Okay, so you can find you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Modern Man Pod. I'll tell you what's coming up. Um, late the the next episodes will be with um, a gentleman in, in Toronto. His name is Jeff Pereira. He's an activist there. Um, after that, we're going to deal um, with some people in Edmonton. Um, so some, some of my friends in Edmonton, a psychologist as well too, and some other people that um, I'm actually going to talk about. Uh, Sex and tech, which is, I'm super excited to talk about this and how it deals with masculinity. So, okay. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, uh, we do have another podcast to plug. Because Scott has a new podcast, yeah, I
3: do. Uh, I have begun. I alluded to it last time. Yeah, but I yeah, didn't have we any details. Had a chance
2: to really talk about it. Yet. Uh,
3: but my uh, my darling wife Anita and I have started a new podcast called The Read Along. It is a mini book club for your ears. Every cool. week we go through a novel chapter by chapter, and we discuss the chapter we just read and uh, have have a merry old time analyzing the book as we read it. And you can read along with us uh, by following the Read Along, and you can find us at the read along on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and you can find us wherever podcasts can be found.
2: And my wife did the artwork for your, uh, That's for your true. Logo and it was... Oh, really?
3: And it's super awesome yeah. artwork that we're really happy with. <laughs>
0: awesome. Very, very cool. Lots of stuff that you can uh, listen to. Uh, and Absolutely. you should, you should all be listening at all. Okay. Uh, we're going to wrap it up and, uh, we'll be back very soon with a full episode.
2: Keep watching the guy. Skies. Skies.